Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right, let's go to Barrett. He may want to talk baseball, but probably more about the Braves than he wants to talk about uh, the NCAA regionals. Barrett, welcome. How are you? Barrett? Barrett. I'm here. There he you is. Hear me. I can hear you now. Hey, what's up, guys? Are you paying any attention to the NCAA regionals this weekend for baseball? I will be uh, a little bit. I, I think um, <laughs> we have a travel baseball tournament on Saturday and Sunday. And I'm the coach, so I don't think I will be able to catch up on a lot of it. But uh, luckily, uh, the SEC Network does a great baseball show uh, at the uh, 10 o'clock or so. So yeah. I'll catch up probably then, but uh, beforehand, I don't think it'll be a possibility right yeah. now. Well, I understand. Don't uh, don't you worry about it. You can just wait until Arkansas is in Omaha, and then you can focus on it then. What? Um... I just hope it doesn't end like the last time they were in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was last year, and they had a good run. They just, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, well, you know what's a joke. You know what else? Yeah, I see. I know what you're talking about. We don't talk about that around here, pal. Um, <laughs> what's your style as a coach? You more uh, small ball, or you you like the guys to go long? What's the, what's the plan? Uh, well, we're going to play small ball, I think, because uh, a lot of these 11 kids they don't handle bunts very well. <laughs> so that's smart. Uh, that is uh, not not to uh, to spoil. Uh, still secrets if uh, the other opponents are listening. But mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna we're gonna bump. We all are fast kids, so um, that might be uh, that might be more of our game plan than maybe we uh, we think even right now. But we're gonna do a lot of hit and run. Uh, we're gonna do a lot of uh, bunts. We're gonna do a lot of uh, uh, delayed steals, things like that. I like it. Side. I like it. What position does your kid play? Uh, he plays second and third, and we'll play outfield a little bit because fastest, but he's very reliable and he has good baseball so he'll probably play in the outfield a little bit too. I was watching my nephew's team play not too long ago and they ran this great play. Maybe you have it, but if you don't, this is awesome. Runner on second, you get your batter to bunt towards third base. The runner on second takes off for third because the third baseman is charging to get the bunt, pulls back the bunt, the catcher goes to throw, there's nobody on third base. Easy stolen base. That's like actually it. genius. Like yeah. It. And one time the that's, catcher threw it, expecting the third baseman to be there, and threw it in the left field, and the runner came home. <laughs> I like it. That's that's pretty smart. All I know is that uh, my, so my my wife took him to get the Ricky Vaughn haircut today, and <laughs> oh boy. it looks pretty awesome. That is great. Uh, yesterday actually was Jake Taylor's birthday. Tom Berenger, seven, seventy-four years old. That's right, one of the all-time great uh, catchers. You know, it's it's such a great story, a comeback story from the Mexican League to the major leagues to lead the the Indians to uh, to a championship. Yeah, and, and he quit drinking because in the Mexican League he had a little bit of an alcohol problem. He did. He did. He was trying to get uh, what was her name? Uh, Annie. That was uh, what was uh, Renee Russo. Renee Russo's. Yeah. What was her character's name? I don't know. Anyway, I literally just watched the movie like. It's so good. Um, what? Uh, let me ask you about your thoughts on Major League Baseball, and then we'll talk about SEC meetings. Um, I, I'm guessing I know the answer to this, but the Braves are obviously in first, and yet over here I watch Freddie Freeman run around L.A. on a ridiculously long hit streak. I don't know if it's been broken yet, but he was on a hell of a run. Do you still root for him because of the way things went down there? Oh, yeah. I mean, he he was he is not a, uh, a victim of the – he's a victim of his – uh, representation. Uh, the Braves, uh, the Braves knew what they were what they were doing. Um, 
they they don't hold personal uh, emotions when they're doling out contracts. I think for pretty much everybody in Atlanta, uh, they, we root for him except for uh, when we we can't for you know for division title or World Series or playoff uh, ramifications. But yeah, he's he's well liked. He's he's not going to to hear the boos or be ostracized from Atlanta anytime soon. He clearly, unlike Jake Taylor, does not have a drinking problem either. At least if he does, it's amazing what he's doing right now. Four hits <laughs> in the win yesterday for the Dodgers as they beat the Nationals 9-3. 19-game hitting streak for those who don't follow Major League Baseball. Also, sidebar, unrelated, but down the road, uh, Otani hit a 465-foot home run, which is the longest of his career. Hmm. He's pretty good. He had two home uh, runs. It was a bomb. I thought it was 500 feet. Okay, that's but very far. That cat. That uh, cat's smarter than I am. Uh, okay, let's get to some other numbers like eight, nine. I mean, those are numbers that have been very common this week down in Destin. Yeah, yeah, they have, and you know, I think it. it they could have handled this a year, year and a half ago, and they just kept kicking the can down the road, and, and here they are, kind of forced into making a decision quickly. Although I guess they don't necessarily really have to, but spring meetings is uh, one of the few times they're all together at the same place at the same time. So uh, it does make sense that it's going to happen there. I, I think the biggest thing going on is. There's a, I wouldn't say consensus, but I think it's been sort of settled that six and three is is what the the leader in the clubhouse was, and I still think it is because I think what's happening now is playing the political game. Nick Saban said in March that he doesn't want to have LSU, Tennessee, and Auburn as his permanent three, and I wouldn't either, right? Like that's yeah. that's not fair to Alabama. I know Arkansas folks don't really care, but that's that's not fair to Alabama. Uh, so I think really what's been could happen is how do you how do you decide those three? And people have dug their heels in on the eight game schedule just for political purposes, for fostering purposes, mm-hmm. for, for leverage. So I think the the, the compromise I think is going is going to be you have two permanent that you've already had like traditional rivalries, and then the third draw it out of a hat. You know, and, yeah. and I think if the SEC is going to do away with divisions, really do away with divisions. Right. I mean, is there a reason? that Arkansas has to play Mississippi State every year in a new format? No. Not really, right? So, you know, you don't have to preserve those those relics of divisions, and, and let's actually do it. Honestly, I would put it on TV, on the SEC Network, in late September, and then release the actual schedule in October on another SEC Network special. I think that would be awesome just have one game, one permanent rival. Uh, let's decide it right now and draw it out of a hat. And then maybe you can rotate every four years or six years or whatever. So in your mind, it's not a debate on whether there's eight or nine. It's how they're going to break the nine up. Yeah, I think that's it. I think the the people who are who are going with eight right now, making that stand, are, are doing so for for leverage purposes to try to get what they want. And look, that's a negotiation. I'm totally fine with that. Hmm. Yeah, I thought Nick Saban made some interesting points. You know, he was. I said you could either he's being kind of a middle of the road man, or he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. But I think he was trying to make a case for both. Fans want better games. They don't want you playing a bunch of off, you know, off putting opponents where you're going to go out and drill somebody. But at the same time, you know, in this league, you're going to play potentially, you know, maybe five top twenty teams in a in a conference schedule with just eight conference games. So. I don't know that the SEC needs nine, other than unless there's a significant amount of money, and that's what Wes was talking about, too. I mean, how much of this is playing games with the networks to go, okay, we'll go to nine, but you're going to have to give us a significant jump in pay, and I'm sure that's part of it. But um, to me, you don't have to have a nine-game schedule to remain as the top league in the country. No, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And and even if you have a nine-game schedule and you have a Power 5 permanent 
opponent, then the committee is going to look at you, even if you have a loss or two losses, maybe even three losses as a potential playoff team, right? So I don't think it's, I, I don't think that has a whole lot to do with it. And if that's the justification for some of these stances, for some of these positions on the, on the, the scheduling debate, um, I would, I would call those people out because that just doesn't seem like it has anything to do with being, um, you know, being a, a playoff defender in the new era. How much of a challenge do you think in doing research on this? And we've debated it. We don't really know the background on it, I guess. Uh, for teams to reshuffle their schedule deck, so to speak, for future games that would be impacted by a nine-game versus an eight-game? Well, I think that you mentioned money and networks. I think that's a, a very uh, complicated issue, right? Because I don't think ESPN wants to pay you know, more for, for more games. Uh, they would have to. The SEC wants them to do that. But then ESPN would have to negotiate out all these out-of-conference, not all of them, but a lot of these out-of-conference games that have already been set in stone because they're the ones that sort of orchestrated the deal to begin with. So, or at least most of them. So I think that's a, it's a, a more complicated financial aspect and more complicated financial uh, situation than, um, than simply, well, the SEC wants ESPN to pay more money because on the back end, ESPN has got to figure out how to, how to change and, and maybe even cancel a lot of these, a lot of these uh, out of conference rivalry games. And, and the schools suffer because they're not getting the money from those teams. So there's a lot going on, a lot of moving parts. And there's a lot of talk uh, with the NIL trying to uh, fix that, maybe get Congress involved. Is that the answer? No, the federal government's never the answer. <laughs> I, mean, I don't care what the question is. It's never the answer. Um, but, you know, I think right now there's just frustration that there's not, you know, there's not some sort of, overarching rule from the NCAA or, you know, whatever else is going to take over for the NCAA. Really, I just think it's a reason to, anytime you see leaks like that, to kind of give them a kick switch to the butt and say, hey, guys, you you got to solve this sometime. And I like, too, if they if they can't do, you know, the NCAA can't do something about it, we'll do something about it. You know, maybe we'll come up with our own rules and everybody else yeah. can follow suit. Well, yeah, and I, that's kind of what we've had so far and, you know, I think there, it's, look, it's, it's going to be an issue regardless, right? Because there's going to be some disparity. There already is between, you know, Alabama and South Alabama in terms of what they offer. Uh, tampering is a big part of it. I mean, it's just, it's a mess. It's beautifully dysfunctional, though, and that's kind of what makes the sport great. You know, the baseball coaches, most of them, with all due respect to the four that didn't make the regionals, uh, a little bit busy this time of year. I mean, the Alabama story, by the way, is just a crazy story when you fire your coach with gambling connections and you make the NCAA regionals anyway and and host no less yeah um have we heard am I crazy has there been talk about getting rid of divisions in baseball because if there's a sport that needs to dump divisions it's baseball mm-hmm. for the SEC to me I you know I think the uh the scheduling debate in football has kind of overshadowed all that gets discussed but I I think that absolutely was a discussion I guess let's say Thursday so I guess they met Wednesday with presidents and ADs for the first time and I would imagine that that was a point of discussion. And I think sort of related to that, I think there's been a lot of, of maybe, maybe rejoicing from fans of other conferences. Like SEC can't get itself together, and, you know, they're all mad at each other. But the truth is, like, the conversation with football scheduling maybe took an hour. They've got a lot of other stuff they have to do with, too. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Cool. All right, Barrett, thank you for the time, my friend. Uh, good luck with your tournament this weekend. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right, thanks. I'll see you. All right, Barrett Salee from CBSSports.com.